Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Shear with Refuge Freedom Stories. Today, my guest is Frankie Denull. Um, Frankie is a singer, songwriter, musician, recording artist. I've listened to quite a bit of his music and seen some of his videos, and uh, I'm very, very impressed with, with his gift, um, his voice, his uh, musical abilities, and uh, his persona, his personality that comes through. How are you doing today, Frankie? I'm doing wonderful. I'm happy to be here. That's awesome, yeah. man. And where are you now? I'm down in Raynham, Massachusetts. Okay. And I'm also up in Canada right now, right in your ear. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Technology, you know. Um, God doesn't God doesn't have barriers, but but he certainly removes the ones that uh, try to try to stop his work. And this technology certainly helps us, eh? Absolutely. It's like he's everywhere and so are we. Yes. Right on, man. So you're home, you, uh, you're with your wife? Yes, well, she's down watering her plants right now, but yeah, she's home with me. And, and that's Wendy, right? Yes, Wendy. Okay. Uh -huh. Listen, um, I'm going to just sort of, this, is, this program is about our stories. As Christians, we call them our testimonies, but then that, there's so many attachments and, and sort of ideas that, that go along with that with people, depending on whether they even have heard the word before. So we call it stories, and I was hoping today you would share your story with us. Oh, absolutely. I got, I got a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you begin? What do you want to know? <laughs> well, okay. Uh, there's probably not enough time to go into all of them. Obviously, there, uh, we we would need a month at least, maybe a year. <laughs> but uh, well, let's yeah, start with uh, let's start with. Uh, you're a Christian. Yes. Sorry. I'm actually a messianic. Yeah. A lot of people, I'm surprised, don't know what that means. Yeah. Are you familiar with the term yourself? I've heard the term. I am not familiar with it 100%. Okay, it basically is this. A Jew that believes in their Messiah, Jesus Christ, wow. as their Lord and Savior. Many Jews don't believe in Jesus as, or Yeshua as, the Christ, yes. the Anointed One, the King of Kings, and the Savior. So they're waiting for Him. Wow. Those that do know Him, like the disciples and those that wrote the book, were all Jews, you know, and, and, and those were Jews that believed and followed Christ. So um, that's what I am. Well, that oh, is incredible, man. Incredible. It's a funny part of a twist of the story. I mean, if you want to talk stories and backstories, um, mm -hmm. I was almost 50 years old before I found out all the pieces it fit. Yes. When I first got saved, back in like 1978, I'd gone to a ministry school. There was only a 10-week program, but it was just down in Florida. And I was at this school, and God gave me a vision where he took me through this scripture back in Deuteronomy 18.6. And it was specifying about a Levite. Well, the Levite was the priesthood of God. They were called to be God's chosen out of the tribes of Israel, to be specifically at his will, to be his. To, uh, and their inheritance was God, not all the wealth that they could obtain from the world or, or out there in average, everyday life. Yes. So they weren't out there getting jobs and everything else. They just basically waited on the ministry um, and served God. Wow. So that was what the Levites were. Mm -hmm. So when I was in the ministry school, the text that I'm trying to bring up is the fact that I was called a, a Levite back then. But I thought it was just a term. I thought it was just an idea right. or a concept. Didn't realize I had the, the bloodline, you know? 
Yes. So fast tracking forward, almost forty years goes by, and then I, I and people are like, my original name wasn't Benoit; it was Meyer, and that was a it was a we were told we came from Germany, which is another part of the story. Wow. Where we were told we came from Munich and we were German, and I am, mm-hmm. but yet. Uh, that's that's on my dad's side, German, uh, and and they came over here during the war, of obviously when they were killing Jews. So they kind of like shut things down and moved to America. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found out that my great grandmother spoke five languages, but she only spoke fluent Yiddish, which is Jewish. You yes. know? And you don't speak fluent if you're not of that. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so the name Meyer is Jewish. Yes. And then, and then, my grandparents' name were were uh, all linked as Jewish names, but they were just we were German Jews. Yes. So, again, I didn't know this until like uh, God was putting all these pieces together just mm-hmm. to confirm it. And then when it does, it just the aha moment hits you. It's like no wonder I've mm-hmm. been feeling this all my life. It felt like a twin that was separated at birth. I mean, spiritually, I was looking more at the Old Testament and relating to that than I was Christianity. Right. Because I just felt more tied to the Jewish people and didn't know why. I just was like. They're, they're, these are my people mm-hmm. and uh, then to find it out literally it was just like you know, all the pieces fit so sorry about the rabbit trail but no. there's so many aspects to this diamond you know well absolutely and and then so you were saying that at that point you were you were a Levite and then you had this uh, this sort of awakening experience like you were actually Jewish and then you were going to Bible school or something at the time or a course? They call it like a ministry school. It was a 10-week program where yep. it was just basically go all the way through the Bible. They had all the top evangelists and teachers around the world that go through this like conference center. The PTL used to be hosted there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like Jim Baker and that group back in the 70s. Great. Uh, it was like, you know, and so they used that campus down in Bradenton, Florida. Mm. So this goes at the conference center and a missionary training center. So uh, they have, you know, this ministry school that's at least twice a year, you know, and they've Mm -hmm. they've been doing it for years since the mid-70s. Very, very interesting. So at some point, there was a transition for you um, in your faith? Well, I was raised Catholic, um, you know, at, at first. And again, how does you, how do you have Jewish roots? And then it was so watered down and so uh, displaced. We were, it was almost like it was totally denied. We came in, assimilated into America and like, okay, we'll just raise you them Catholic. And my mom, my cross marriages, you know, interrelated or interfaith marriages and stuff like that, it gets watered down. That's mm-hmm. why the Lord tells you to be careful not to be unequally yoked. It's yes. not about black and white no. people being married. Not about, uh, you know, Chinese or, or, or uh, like English. It's, it's about their, their spirituality. Yes. And unfortunately, even in Christianity, I said, look, if there's one God, do you think he's a schizophrenic? Do you think one day he's a Baptist and the next day he's a Methodist? <laughs> Yeah. perspective he wants to follow. Yes. I said, you think he's reading the paper saying I've got to read my horoscope to feel like what, what I actually am today? <laughs> no. God's one God and he's got one mind and he means what he's saying. And he said, and, and all these people that have got all these different titles and tags on your name and what you're trying to identify yourself as, that's the foolishness yes. of the children. Absolutely, Absolutely. bro. I have never heard it put quite that way, and um, I would like, I'm glad I'm recording this, because I would like to refer to that. That is interesting way to put it. Yeah. Um, So, your your faith now, how would, if you had to uh, explain what you believe, who you believe in, and 
you know, what, what that's like for you in your everyday life. And is it a relationship? Is it, uh, is it a, a ceremonial tradition? How would you do that? What would you say? Well, that's easy. If you follow religion, then you're going to be following the ways of fools because all, all religion, even Christianity, if it's not done right, it has become a foolish thing to follow. It's vain because it's, it's men trying to manipulate men. God has a relationship. He's the actual spirit, the very essence of us, the very life that we breathe. And if we do not um, recognize him as an entity, and we think he's some electrical vibration out there in the universe that's uh, got no relational, you know, ability to direct us yes. and inspire us. Mm. And again, I feel bad for those people because as soon as I could put a name on him, it gave me somebody to focus to. And it was outside of me because I didn't bring anything into me that made sense. Yes. Me left alone was a disaster. Mm. And, and so it's, I would say, absolutely, it's a relationship. It's never returned, uh, uh, referred to as a religion. Right. And my, if somebody identifies me, I'd say I'm a messianic. Mm-hmm. I'm a, a Jew that believes in Jesus, you know, but I'm a uh, man of God, yeah. period. I'm a man that has God within me because it's, it's a matter of faith. Yes. You don't exist in any, in any way without faith. Mm-hmm. You don't exist, you know. You can't have a belief system. It's called faith. Right. You know? And that faith either is true or it isn't. I mean, if it's a bunch of cliches and, and a bunch of practices that are vain. Look, at when I was getting stoned, I knew what it was. As soon as I took a toke, it hit me. And I go, okay, buzz on. Yep. I'm stoned. And I mean, when I drank, I drank and I never drank to get a buzz. I drank to get smashed. Right. I was like, why am I going to go halfway? I was another mm-hmm. social drinker. I didn't want to just tantalize the social atmosphere. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? I used to outdrink anybody I could. Yes. You know, it was just, mm-hmm. I drank until I had my fill. And the reason I'm saying that isn't to make light of what I was. But when I came to know Christ, it was like, look, it, I said my prayer this way. If you're real, I need to know because I don't want to play games. I don't want to play church. And if you're, if you're real, then I need to be experienced at it in a relationship that makes sense. I want to be high on you or, or, or involved in a way that I communicate. I will never pray one way and not get an answer. Yes. You know, I'm not out there playing these over and over and over asking the same thing. I, th- I tried that asking him twice and he goes, don't you think I heard you the first time? Yes. It's like, what, what, what am I trying to bend his arm or something? You know? <laughs> yep. That's very interesting. You know, um, in, in reference, <clears throat> going along with, with, with the way that you're presenting that with, with getting high or drunk or experiencing things, you know, and talking about whether it's something we believe, something that, uh, faith, you know, um, is God just something we believe? Is God just something you believe? Or have you had some sort of, uh, something, uh, experience that you would say, I know, I know that God, I've experienced God. It's not just, I believe in him. No, there's absolutely, there's things, that, there's miraculous things that have been involved in my life, and I don't talk superficial fluff. I mean, things of the spirit. Like, a lot of people read horoscopes or read, um, or go to go for seances, or they go for fortune tellers, or, and they're, they're all searching for an answer from something beyond. Mm-hmm. And many times they don't know to focus on what to focus on or who to focus on to get their answers. And unfortunately, it's too readily available that many of the answers are coming from a dark side. Yes. Because they, they want, they want to, it's called seducing spirits. Many things are said that sound like they have truth, 
but they're actually echoed from another source. You know, you're talking to your dead and loved ones, and no, you're not. Those spirits that are talking to you have been around when your loved ones were around, and they used to watch them and talk with them and uh, be around and, and make them imitate. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they echo the same voice or the same thoughts or tell you what you were wearing on a Thursday some afternoon that happened 15 years ago. Yes. So, you know, they could distract you. See, Satan and that, that realm has got one job to do, and it's just to get you to look away enough. Just look over here. Just look at me. It's the call, I call it the fly on the stake at your picnic. Mm. It's like just enough to distract you. Lord of the Flies is there just to distract you. It won't eat all of your steak, so just stew it away and eat your steak. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. But too many times we're swatting flies, and it occupies all our time. And it takes you know? away all of the pleasure of what God has for us in that moment. How many people you know? throw the steak out? Because the fly land on the steak, they throw the steak out. You yeah. Know? Like, That's terrible. Yeah. You know, the old, uh, some of the old expressions, uh, throw the baby out with the bathwater, all these horrible expressions we grew up with, but, but literally. I've got a good little uh, expression yeah. that gets misused a lot. Mm-hmm. Is so many people, you're talking about the relationship. Look, at this man you're talking to on the phone had a previous life that existed with a lot of women and a lot of drugs and a lot of drinking and divorces. And uh, rock and roll, the whole lifestyle. The rock star lifestyle that people are familiar with. Yeah, yeah. You know, without, without the fame and the wealth, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that would have just added to the complex of problems, you know? Right. In bankrupt or in by now, you know? And I don't know how I skirted that. It was a grace of God. Yes. But I just want to say, that person had an existence. But if you talk about spirituality, then there was a day where this spiritual person inside of Frankie dropped dead. And then said, you know something, there has to be another entity dwelling within. There's a, it's almost like a, <laughs> those symbionts. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about in sci-fi, you know, something's living inside of me. You know, yes. like, in a good way, it's a parasitical thing, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and I, I chose to drive it around instead of letting me continue to live. So yes. I'm, you know, it's like I dropped and faded away with my opinion and all of my beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I allow somebody else to do the talking now. Uh-huh. And, then, and in that, there's a fact. He's the, it says he's the author and the finisher of our faith. But he's not talking the faith of the person that died. He's not talking about the faith that, that struggles every day with hanging on or one day at a time or wants to believe in something that they don't sure if it's there or heaven or hell or have my prayers getting answered. He's not talking about that faith. He's talking about the faith of Christ. The, the faith that is in Christ that knows who he is, that turns around and says, that's the spirit that's in you now, and that's the faith. And because I'm the author, the beginning and the end of that faith. Yes. That man, that new person, the new creature, they call it. Yes. And if that's the case, if he's the author and the finisher, then why does, why does so many people think that he's the editor, not the author? They mm. think that he's there to fix and edit uh. your path. These cases, so many people are into regression therapy. You'll even hear a lot of, unfortunately, pastors and people that are in ministry try to take you down the road and remember where you were and how and what happened to you, and God wants to walk you through the past. No, he doesn't. He wants to kill your past. Yes. He wants you to drop dead. He wants you to drop dead to everything you were so that you can start to live an abundant life with power wow. and testimony. Wonderful. It's like with fire in your mouth, you know, and no yeah. more I used to go to AA meetings and they tell you, stand up there and say, my name's Frankie Denal, I'm an alcoholic. He says, he, he says if he heals, 
every sickness and every disease. Well, you can put alcohol as a disease or a sickness if you want to, or you could just call it a sin, which it is. You can say, you know something, I had it, but he healed it. So I'm not going to go to the doctor anymore. Great. You know, I don't have to go back and tell everybody, hey, I'm still sick. Mm-hmm. I'm not. You're healed. I haven't, I haven't been sick in nine years, and I don't miss one flicker of it. Wow, that's know? amazing. I mean, there's a lot I mean, of... A lot of people that uh, struggle with a lot of different substances, you know, um, re- regardless uh, what walk of life they're in. And I would say, too, that uh, it is probably not the issue. The issue is not the substance or the use of it. It causes issues, and it's a result of issues. Uh, the use is a result of searching and needing something to try to fix, like you say, to edit our lives, to change our lives even if it's only right. in a moment. But it never works out. And it obviously, you would relate to that as well. Absolutely. I, I really am sensitive to it because it, these are real truths. You know, I mean, people can say, like, I believe in Jesus, but I'm so depressed. Mm. Well, be, belief, belief is an action. I'm sorry. Mm. And when I talk to people that are in the AA program, I say, look, I love you. But uh, look, I'm a man of God. I was ordained for a reason. I'm not here to play games, and I'm not trying to win friends. Right. If I do win a friend, it's a friend of truth. It's mm. not somebody that I'm trying to make something up or try to get on your good side. I'm going to tell you the truth. And most often, I'm hated. Yes. I don't have a lot of fans of what I say, but I know one thing. When uh, I put my head on the pillow at night, I'm at peace with God because I've spoken the truth. You can look in the mirror and feel Absolutely. good about who, who this new man is that not only started the, this new life, but you, you see God in yourself. Is that true? Absolutely, absolutely, because like I said, I still look the same, but the, the light in my eyes when I look back, I said, man, you look great. <laughs> and I still get gray hairs and more wrinkles every day, and, and like I'm, I'm, I'm getting older, my teeth are getting more crooked, and I, I, I got, you know, this cancer that they, they, that they have right now, and I'm like sitting there like, I could focus on all that. I'm sorry. But I'm hoping that the, the, yeah. I'm hoping that the health and the good looks or the good things that you're hearing is coming out of my mouth, which should be right. creating a happier atmosphere, you know, and uh, bringing love and peace to the world. You know, speaking of love and peace, I was speaking of it, mm-hmm. but uh, if you don't mind, I was talking about a little sideline. I was doing a radio interview very similar to this, and I was, I was actually listening to a podcast. Sorry. I was listening to a podcast, and the guy who's on there was Artie Kornfeld. Okay. He's the godfather of Christian rock. Well, not Christian rock. He's the godfather of Woodstock. You know, right. You want to put on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and he, he launched the Cowsills and Deborah Harry from Blondie, and he's uh, he was with the Sonny and Cher on tour, and the, Jan and Dean. He goes back. He's in his upper seventies, and he's doing the podcast. He's walking us down the years of Woodstock and all of. Being with Jimi Hendrix and um, John Lennon and uh, all these people, he just rattles off stuff like an encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he's a Jew from Brooklyn. He's a white boy. His mother was in the uh, marches with Martin Luther King, so mm-hmm. black lives do matter, you know. Yes, and, yep. But the thing is, it's all based around peace. And his father was a Brooklyn cop, so there you go with the blue stripe. Yeah, you know. Um, you know, God loved the cops because they're the first people you call when you're in trouble, mm-hmm. you know? And then, but just to say who Artie was, it was incredible. He's talking, and he's a Jew, like I said. Yes. And uh, I called, I just called the line, and I said, thanks for walking us down 
memory lane as far as the music goes it's just for a love of peace and when there was harmony in the music and people were you know trying to change the world through the whole hippie com, you know uh, concept mm-hmm. you know like down with the establishment but it was all about love and peace yes. you know and, and sharing life with your friends you know and look for a better world mm-hmm. well that was a great concept but so he says call me so let me fast track he says call me and now I, I went into shock mode like Artie Kornfeld is known by so many people he's mm-hmm. like the president telling you to call him I'm like are you kidding me yeah and then and then inside of me that spirit that rises up and I call it the God spirit is like it, it turns around and says call him and I go okay <laughs> call him up and I go is this really Artie Kornfeld he goes yeah this is Artie well Long story short, is 45 minutes later, he's telling me to call him the next day. He loved talking with me. And then a couple of weeks go by, he calls me out of the blue at 11 o'clock in the morning. And why am I telling you this? Because as a Christian radio station, I'm trying to say something. This guy is total secular, out in the world, high level, well-recognized. Mm. Talk about royalty in the, uh, the arts yes. and entertainment yep. world. You know, accolades galore. You know, the who's who of people in the music industry. Yes. You know, everybody knows him. And here he is calling me and telling me to call him. Well, at the end of the second conversation, he says, Frankie, you're a good guy. I knew I had to call you again. He says, there was something that I could hear in you. He's never met me. But across the airwaves, across the spirit of things, God had put a a hook in him and had his attention. A hook. And he fell pretty much in love with me as a friend and called me a friend. He says, I don't let many people in. He said, but you stay close. I want to talk to you often. Wow, that's amazing. And he says, and and we are friends. He says, you're welcome to my house. And he says, and that gets a handful of people that get that invitation. Mm, I bet. This is all because of one reason. Why? If it wasn't God's spirit coming across the airwaves, God's spirit. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have happened. Exactly. Sorry uh, to interrupt you. Um, we are uh, progressed in this interview, and I and I think that uh, it's time for us to uh, wrap things up. I wish I had hours and hours with you, and, and I would love it if you would be able to uh, maybe do this again sometime. Every time. Right Every on, time bro. You want. That's so awesome. Um, we didn't really uh, touch on on uh, so much of your history with music and things like that. I think what what happened today was what God wanted to happen. But um, if anyone is interested uh, in your music or um, any of your uh, your albums or videos, um, where would they find them? Well, one of the best things is go to Reverb Nation. And I use the name The Beings as a band name, but um, it's... Okay, so I don't want to confuse it. Right. That's my band name. But a lot of times I do solo work or my music's all written by me. And mm-hmm. so... Okay, Reverb Nation, you could say Frankie Denal. Okay, so Frankie Denal, The Beings. Okay, awesome. Now, could they look on YouTube? Uh, uh, Where would they look? If you spell my name correctly, it's Mm F-R-A-N-K-I-D-E-N-N-U-L-L. And you can just Google that or look it up on uh, YouTube. I've got a bunch of music up there, SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and awesome. my music's for sale on, on all your digital sites. I've got like about 17 songs that are um, available on all your digital sites, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. Wonderful. Apple. 
Well, this, this interview will be going across. Uh, we have a, a new podcast on Podbean, and it'll be on about six other podcasts as well, um, where people can, uh, can hear this interview today. And, uh, and also uh, check you out, uh, like you say, Google it, um, and make sure they spell it properly. Frank, Frankie, F-R-A-N-K-I-D-E-N-N-U-L-L. Yes. And the band name is The Beings, correct? Yep. Okay, man. Correct. Uh, if you had one thing to say, I, I like to throw this out. Uh, if you had one thing to say, if this was your last opportunity to say something to the whole world, a message that would make a difference for someone else, what would you say, Frankie? Raise the praise and love out loud. Nobody can raise the praise unless you are in a position of humility before recognition of an awesome God. So he deserves it. And all the rocks will cry out. There's everything that has been created by him for him deserves to praise him. So by raising the praise, you can't help but love out loud. It's our duty to love. That's the greatest thing mm. he ever did. God is love. So when you share that Amen. in truth, Mm -hmm. It's got to be visible. It's got to be audible. Mm -hmm. You better love out loud. You know. So. Amen. Talk peace and love all day long. Peace and love is nothing. It's shallow. If it's your concept, but yes. if it's his, it has power. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm looking forward to uh, talking a little more with you at some point, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping we can have you back, as I said, and uh, I would love that. Thank you so much. You've been a real blessing to me, um, and I'm uh, have you in my your your wife Wendy in my prayers and and your ministry. And uh, God bless you, man. I'm so happy to have met you, and I'm looking forward to that hug one day. You know. Yes, sir. Either here or there. Either here or there. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, man. You've been listening to Frankie Donal. He is an incredibly talented musician, singer, songwriter, and a minister of God's word. Today, what they say about you? If you die today, what they put on your tomb? Take a good look in the mirror if you're able to. Does it remind you of all the things you wanted to? If you die today, what would they say about you? Today, what they put on your tomb? Take a good look in the mirror if you're able to. Does it remind you of all the things you wanted to? Or is this all an illusion just filled with lies? And who's pulled the wool over your eyes? Would you like to know? Well, I'll tell you. I hope that you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. For more information about Youth Prison Ministry or to become a monthly supporter, visit www.refugeministriescanada.com 
If you have been released or need addiction help, call us toll-free at 1-833-586-0523.